Before we dive into this podcast, we want to introduce you to our sponsor, TylerMade. Established in 2008, TylerMade is a family-owned and run business built on traditional values of trust, honesty, and integrity. When you visit TylerMade's showroom, you'll experience firsthand their commitment to these values through their honest pricing with no hidden fees and service with a genuine smile. Each tile specialist is knowledgeable in all areas, from features and benefits to measuring and layout, ensuring you receive the best advice and service possible. TileMade's vision is to become one of the largest and most successful tile manufacturers of high-end quality products with a stylish and exclusive range of products distributed worldwide to both wholesale and retail markets. Their mission is to manufacture high-quality tiles and surpass expectations by offering competitive prices to an ongoing commitment to customer satisfaction and dedication to continuous improvement. We're proud to have TileMade as our sponsor and invite you to visit their showroom in Cooparoo or check out their products online at tilermade.com.au. Hello and welcome to the NRL Supercoach Champions podcast. I'm Joe Fitz. We're already seven weeks into the season, which means only six more weeks of he was born to play origin media stories planted by player agents. Yeah, thanks for the scoop, Kenty. The check's in the mail. Anyway, I've been on holiday and I'm still pretty jet lagged. So strap yourselves in. This could go anywhere. But here to keep me on track is a man who does a mean Grandpa Simpson impression. Just mentioned Jake Granville and away he goes. It's 2016 champ, Wilf. Yes, it's good to have you back. And uh, look, last week I had to run this solo and I, I missed you. I, I needed your guiding, guidance with the team list. I may have spoken way too much and in far <laughs> too much detail. So thank goodness I, uh, you're back <laughs> i knew once you tweeted out that uh you were doing rants that i would not tolerate i'm like all right okay all right i'm back next week we'll, we'll sort this out <laughs> hence the urgent the urgent need to jump straight back onto the mic for the in, podcast indeed indeed i landed less than 24 hours ago but here we are and uh, i did notice on twitter today obviously i named check jake granville you've named check Jake Granville, but he's been named on the bench. So, yeah, I don't think any uh, any Granville-related shenanigans will be happening this week for you, right? Not not in the Champions podcast anyway. I know some other podcasters may still be keen. Just because it worked for me in 2016 doesn't mean it's going to work in 2023. But look, Yikes. you've been away for a couple of weeks, but the good thing is you've still up the pointy end. So thankfully, I didn't drop the ball while you were gone. <laughs> yeah, your advice was uh, was sage, mate. I'm uh, 224th. At 10.49, I was originally pretty disappointed with when uh, Kiraz went down for his uh, six points. But yeah, it kept me uh, kind of top 250, which I'm very appreciative of. And you're 11.34, mate. You had a huge week. Yeah, I think the, the bonus of having Latrell as well as Cody Walker and cashing in all the sin bidding, apparently. <laughs> They uh, seem to have run up a few few points while the the, the opposition had uh, a man in the bin, but yeah, it's been a, a nice couple of weeks. You know, I drifted all the way out to like twenty two thousand two weeks ago, so now back in the eight thousands. So, look, even looking at yourself, so you're sitting at two twenty four. I'm just under three hundred points behind. Sorry, no, I can't count three hundred eighty two points. Yeah, 382. But, but I mean, a couple of weeks ago when there were those big po- uh, scores being posted, I posted a big one, you po- you had a, a bad week. It was almost 
392 points difference. So, you know, you're a week and a bit away, mate. But I'm, you know, as good as my rank uh, is, well, at least personally, uh, we're still trailing uh, Bear, who's at 128. He's having a huge year. So his 1124 uh, is keeping him right in the game. He's, what, about... 40 points-ish uh, ahead of me, so not too far. Uh, Timmy's around uh, 3,500 and Matt's uh, kind of in the high 5,000. So everyone's still in a shot, you know, with a shot with the uh, kind of sin bins and injuries and all different kinds of stuff going, the volatility week to week. Or not quite as bad as 2021, uh, but, you know, it's all over the shop, isn't it? Yeah, and it's interesting because, like, the first – six, seven weeks have been super compressed. We're seeing like, I think the leaders and the, the front runners are starting to stretch out a little bit, but even, you know, from 1000 to 10,000, 20,000, it's still super compressed. So it's, uh, you know, if your goal is top 1000, even if you're sitting at the 20 K, you're definitely still in with the chance to get there. So I wouldn't fret. Speaking of first place, that's still, uh, he who shall remain unnamed because he wants to remain anonymous, but that's our $500 champs only bonus leader. So yeah, X team X, the mystery man himself is he is a super flying. coach champions, Patreon, uh, patron though. So yes, he, he's he, absolutely flying though. And it's going to be, it's going to be a tough job for anybody to chase him down. Uh, the champions 20 head to head one league up to 18th. So that's our, uh, you know, the best performing one of our leagues. The Champions Leagues, they've had a tough couple of weeks, but we're seeing a couple of them start creeping back into the top you know, 20, 30, 40-ish. So, yeah, it's um, I think the champs are, are regrouping after a couple of tough weeks. Anyway, that's enough of that chat. Let's have a uh, quick look at the news of the week. Adam Dewey, as expected, gone with his third ACL surgery, same left knee. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's going to have to take this one slow. People are saying 12 to 16 months. Not sure what other ligament damage uh, there was, but look, when you're doing your third ACL on the same knee, you know you're going to take your time coming back. So probably the back end of 2024 until we see him again, which is a crying shame. Uh, Tamalolo gone for surgery four to six weeks. Uh, Koala uh, for South six to eight, maybe even 10 weeks I've seen with that high ankle sprain. So that's pretty serious, isn't it? Yeah, that's obviously a massive blow, not just for the Bunnies, but I mean, technically for the Blues. I, I really thought he was going to get himself onto the bench this year. He's been one of the standout back rowers and obviously, you know, also showing his versatility, playing really big minutes in the middle uh, that a couple of weeks ago and absolutely smashing it. So yeah, huge loss, uh, not just for obviously Supercoach and the Bunnies, but yeah, look, as a Queensland, I'm not too sad, honestly, because he's been in absolutely flying form. Yeah, he has, and New South Wales do have a bit of a dearth of, of quality edges as well. So what else have we got? Speaking of dearth of quality edge, Liam Martin, who I don't rate, uh, has redone his hamstring, so us Zach Hosking's owners can rejoice. Don't know how long for, though. Tyrell Sloan, shoulder late in the game, but not no timetable for him. Yeah, I mean, he's been named, so it might not have been as serious, but it looked like he was like, you know, when they, they hurt their shoulder and they, when they're trying to jog back into the line, they're like grabbing their arm, it's dead, hanging by their side. It looks like they're, you know, they're going to play with one arm for the rest of the game. That's what he had, but, you know, obviously the game was almost over, so we didn't really see much more on that. So, 
it'd be interesting to see if that affects him. Uh, I mean, as a fullback, he doesn't have to make as many tackles, not that he makes too many anyway. So maybe it doesn't really make a difference. Uh, having yeah. said that, Jen Sewer did uh, hurt his shoulder as well. He's going to miss a couple of weeks, and hence that means, you know, it looks like Jack Bird sticking on the edge for now. And uh, my boy, Ben Murdoch Masilla, who I accidentally got stuck with, had to start in round one. <laughs> he, he lives. <laughs> Your tinkering uh, in advance of round one was just ridiculous, wasn't it? But it was looking good for a while, but hey, he's back in the team. Oh, just every time I think back to that tinkering that ended up with Joey Tarpanay in my team instead of Hayne Haas just makes me sad. That's makes me right. sad. <laughs> Speaking of making me sad, Jacob Carraz has done his uh, MCL a minimum of three weeks. Jake Avarillo uh, has been named but certainly looked pretty uh, gammy on that knee, uh, I hear. Nick Kotrick's uh, redone his hamstring, which, you know, anyone who went early on Croker, that's good news. Um, Raiders on the bye, though. Brent Naden's got a, a pretty nasty AC joint injury as well, hasn't he? Yeah, look, it didn't look great. And, I mean, the thing with the Tigers is it honestly doesn't matter, right? Like, who knows what team's going to run out, run out from week to week because, you know, it feels like I don't think Tim Sheens knows. He just decides as a, on a whim. <laughs> yeah, um, as we will see when we get to the team names, um, yeah, the Tigers are in dire straits. Poor Tigers fans. And just lastly, in terms of uh, concussion issues, so Kelma Tuilangi for the Seagulls, he did exhibit Category 1 symptoms on the field, so he's been stood down for the mandatory 11 days. Now, Wade Egan, he missed last week, but he actually he, he's passed through all the protocols, but the Warriors, I guess, in a move that should be commended, they're giving him an extra week. So I don't know whether that's just because they feel sorry for uh, they didn't want Wade to have to face the storm coming off a loss on Anzac Day. Uh, it's got... It's got vibes of, you know, 70 to 10 from last year. <laughs> well, yeah, it might do, but the Warriors are made of sterner stuff. And I think we've seen that, um, you know, we we anticipate these horrific bounce backs from, from the storm. But, I mean, their depth has been seriously tested and I'm not sure they're necessarily the storm of previous years. But, hey, we know Bellamy. I'll probably, probably be made to eat my words. Yeah, look, it's a, it's, it's a really good point and, you know, maybe we – we've been guilty of reading a little bit too much into like just assuming the storm are going to be good because they've always been good, but you're right. The depth is definitely not there and they're carrying a few injuries. Now uh, I did actually want to update. There was a little bit of news and the news is that the Broncos are still top of the table since you've been gone. (laughs) Yeah. The one uh, thing when you are on the kind of holiday that I was on is that there is a little bit of downtime and I was chewing through the data uh, on the uh, Supercoach live sites looking at uh, the Broncos scores a couple of times, just shaking my head. But yeah, there you go. It's an upside-down uh, season. Uh, yeah. Roosters out of the top eight, Broncos top. But uh, one thing that's very consistent is the Tigers are dead motherless last. <laughs> Jumping over to judiciary. So a couple of players who have copped it early, uh, copped a suspension after entering guilty pleas. Nat Butcher missing one game, Tui Kamakamitha missing two, Ray Vega missing two games. So he was the Seagulls winger who came in uh, in replacement for Garrick and then Kenny Bromwich also missing one game. So, yeah, I think that's enough chat on that. Let's jump over to our team list. Stephen, I like your hustle. That's why it was so hard to cut you. Congratulations. The rest of you made the team. Except you, you and you. 
Rabbitohs Panthers kick us off uh, for the Anzac Day weekend uh, action Thursday night. Michael Cheekham's named on an edge. Uh, so anyone who got him and held him, uh, good news. And Thompson's back on the wing for the Rabbits. Uh, Sorensen's on an edge with Liam Martin out again. Lindsay Smith, after being 18th man, back on the interchange with Garner, uh, 18th man. So uh, the people who, you know, gambled on Hoskins' talent uh, shining through Wilf looks like, you know, he's locked in the team. Yeah, it certainly seems like he's going to have a solid run for a while, which is good news for those who, like yourself and I, who did jump on. Uh, I mean, you know, he's scoring really well. And I just kind of think until his spot's actually in jeopardy, I don't see a reason to move him on, right? It just seems like a genuine just hold him. Like he's going to get that attacking upside. You imagine his combination is going to just improve the more he plays beside Nathan Cleary. And, yeah, I think he's a he's a great option. Not that you yeah. jump on now. I think it's probably a little bit too much. But, yeah, he's um, if you've got him, you're loving it basically. Yeah, playing. Yeah, speaking of Penrith uh, players that we're all on, Taruva, um, his break even's 56 now. A lot of our kind of centre wing cash cows are, are starting to fatten up uh, fully and some even dropping a little bit in price. Um, he's not a priority sell, you think? He's, he's the kind of guy that can cross for a couple and, and restart the, the cash cycle. Yeah, like in theory. I mean, early in the season when we were seeing that absolutely elite work rate, that he was exhibiting, it looked like he could just be an indefinite hold. And the problem is, is Isaac Tungo doesn't want to pass the ball ever. No, he doesn't. And any sign of attacking stats, it feels like it needs to be a massive cutout pass <laughs> that makes it past Tungo or off a kick or something like that, which we know for Supercoach is not ideal. We want that line break coming with that try. Yeah. So honestly, I think you could probably move him on if you need to, especially with there's, you know, there's a couple of juicy centering options available for for uh, trading in this week so yeah i don't think you have to hang on to him but certainly like i'm i'm always happy to roll out a panthers winger if you need to play a center wing well from i mean week you to say week. that but tungo on the left Crichton on the right i mean <laughs> you know even toto with his elite work rate can catch a cold uh from time to time but um, yeah it is a tough one um i, I did want to jump back to the rabbitos real quick and talk about jai arrow look mm-hmm. he's been named at prop again and he he was really good in his first game i thought back after his injury i mean he played 61 minutes and scored 75 points just in base and base attack now that's just that's elite, right? Yeah, I wasn't sure if he cycled through on an edge, having not seen the game. But, uh, I mean, he started as a middle, um, you know, with the Broncos and then the Titans, and he was a an out-and-out gun. He was basically matching Cam Murray uh, for a while there. Um, fell off a little bit, but if he rediscovers that form, he he's super coach elite. I think if he's playing exclusively in the middle, then I'm really interested. And you'd assume, you know, if he keeps getting named the prop, he's going to get a handy dual position update in round 12. The only issue is, like, if he's playing this well, does he kind of force his name back into origin contention, right? Yeah, I think it's just, uh, yeah, it's it's a a tough one because we know he's been there before and he's been questionable in terms of his actual impact for Queensland. But, you know, in this form, like, he might get a recall, I guess you could say. Uh, He's made for origin wealth. 
Uh, I'm not sure if you read that article. Um, Eels Broncos uh, up in Darwin on Friday night. Hodgson's uh, back for the Eels. Dunster and Russell hold their spot, so even more centre wing uh, options for the week. Hopgood's back to the interchange. And for the Bronx, uh, Corey Oates, welcome return after shattering his jaw on Drinkwater's elbow. Uh, sorry, his shoulder earlier in the year. And uh, Tommy Flegg was back as well, speaking of origin middles. Uh, what's jumping out here for this game? Yeah, look, Dunster, we were all kind of waiting on to see if Simonson would return after his uh, suspension and, and take that spot back. I mean, he is on the extended bench. So, I mean, nothing is ever official until final teams comes out. But I think if he's there, then he might be, you know, unless you you haven't got Schuster yet or whatever, he might be the only real downgrade option that I could see in the center wing that you could trust. His break even's not great, but I think, Take out that first game. Like I feel like that's almost like a write-off where he scored seven or whatever. Hmm. And you know, assuming if he scores another, you know, twenty-seven or thirty or whatever, he'll go back to having a negative break-even or close enough to a zero, and he will make some cash eventually. Like the the Eels' right wing has never been fantastic for attacking stats, but the way Will Penasini is playing and the way Moses is using to using him, I definitely think there's going to be a trial to eventually for that right wing spot, and then. You know, like we see with Khan Pereira, it doesn't matter about their base as long as they get a few attacking opportunities, score a couple of tries, and that, that cash will start rolling in. So, yeah, it's not great. I think we'd love a better cheapie, but I think he might be the pick of the bunch. He may well be. Hopgood, back to the interchange, mate. Most jumped off a couple of weeks ago. He got the surprise start uh, a week or so ago. So what's um, what's the plan there for owners? I mean, what's to say that doesn't happen again, right? Cardi gets benched and, and Matter goes to the edge and Hopgood gets you know named at starting lock come final teams. It's Brad Arthur. We just never know. I think for me, I was happy enough when he came off the bench, still played 52 minutes. It's just about, you know, if he keeps getting 50, 55 minutes off the bench or if he starts and hits 60 or whatever, like, you know, I'm, I'm happy to hold that. Yeah, yeah, and he just becomes a potential gun down to a bye week play that you hold for the first bye at least and, and see how you place, right? Pretty much. And I guess, you know, like as you say, made for origin, I think. Did, did Hopgood get one of those articles too? He probably did. So ask Kenty. <laughs> I think, you know, I think actually Billy Slater name dropped him amongst like Corey Horsburgh and Lindsay Collins and a whole bunch of other you know, lesser, lesser established Queensland origin potential forwards. Yeah. I mean, he's he's in the Ruben Cotter mould, so I can't imagine that that he'd be in the 17 if Cotter's fit. But if Cotter's out for whatever reason, then you've got a ready-made replacement, I think, there. Um, speaking of ready-made replacements, the Bulldogs have had to bring in plenty on the wing. Uh, they play the Sharks uh, on Saturday afternoon. Declan Casey's debut and Braden Burns on the wing and another wing and Jaden Ockenbaugh's back to the interchange, which I still shake my head at as a Doggies fan. The Sharks are 1-17. to I mean, Declan Casey, not huge raps necessarily, um, you know, coming through the lower grades, but he's a cheap centre wing that's going to be there for a few weeks. Yeah, I guess just to be clear, he's it's not his debut. He did play three games last year. Of course he did, yeah. He, right. um, had the, the <laughs> yeah, exactly. He did have the... The one, uh, I think it was Stan A. Play. He played 52 minutes and scored zero points. And yeah. I think he had four tackles, four missed tackles. He had like six points in hit-ups and he had, you know, three errors. So literally zero as a net score. Then he had an 88 in 80 minutes. 
So, you know, he obviously got, if he gets a bit of a, an opportunity, he could do something. But the problem is, is he's fullback he's only. He's fullback only. Yeah. yeah so it's not an option, fair. I don't think, unless he gets named there three weeks or whatever. But by then you'd think Krause is back, right? So, yeah, yeah, I don't think there's a real opportunity there. Uh, and Braden Burns, he was named on the wing last week and he dropped out late. I think they held him back. It was actually the, the medical staff, hence why... Even though Jaden Okobo, he's he's trained in the forwards all preseason, right? So I don't mm. think there was a plan for him to play in the wing. But once Burns was ruled out late, it seems they probably had no choice but to put Okobo there. So that might have been the circumstances that led to him being there. And you know he wasn't too badly abused in terms of being picked on defensively. Yeah, his best defensive game ever. <laughs> but re- but regardless, um, you know, if you've got your Sharks, any Sharks outside backs, you're playing them with confidence. And, and Nico, right now he's got the armband on for the Surge Busters. Um, we'll just have to see how it goes. But but I do fear the Bulldogs' defence, particularly out wide. Um, very suspect. Lots of young it Smells players. like a big game for, you know, one of the outside backs, right? Whether yeah. it's Katoa or Ramian or Talakai or Mulatalo. Usually one of them and rarely both. Uh, re- you know, rarely kind of both sides and rarely, you know, two on the same side as well. It's it's a bit of a lottery, yeah. isn't it? So if you want to play, you know, Sharks outside back roulette, then go for it. I think all of them could be a viable trade in this week for a bit of a pod move. Yeah, no, very, very true. Uh, Saturday night, Cowboys Knights uh, up in Townsville. Ruben Cotter lock for the aforementioned Tamalolo being out. Jordan McLean's back at prop, and uh, your boy Jake Granville goes back to the bench. Uh, but the big news in the game is Caleb Ponga named at six. Uh, first game back since going to Canada to get his uh, noggin checked out. And uh, I find it interesting with uh, Kurt Mann named at lock you know, what's going to happen with Phoenix Crossland's minutes. I know a lot of people are looking at hooking options uh, at the moment. I mean, is Crossland viable if he kind of gets 60? Well, that's the thing. I was surprised. I, I genuinely thought there'd be a bit more of a job share last week, but he played 68 minutes and scored 52 uh, just in – actually, not not just – he had, did have a try in there, so it wasn't all base and base attack, but he had a, you know, almost 40 tackles and missed a couple, but – if that's the kind of base he's getting at just on the 300k, it's probably a viable option. It's just, uh, I think most people at 5'8 uh, are hoping to get, you know, Dylan Brown or a Munster or someone like that sooner rather than later. So the jewel sure is, is helpful, but I mean, you're certainly not trading Katoa out for him or anything like that, you know. Similar just doesn't seem like he's going to get you any, you know, to, to one of those guns any faster than Katoa might really. Yeah, no, no, no. It, I agree. Um, does Cotter, even though we're six weeks from origin, does Cotter present interest given that he may well play 80 with Tamalolo out? I think that would be the only circumstances where I'd be interested, right? Because right now he's had a couple of big minute games and just not still not scored that well. Yeah. And look, he's coming off an 80, obviously, and that's great. But, you know, let's not forget he did score a try in that. And it you know, like outside of that, without that try, he's looking at another 50-ish score. So, yeah, I'd need to see 80 minutes. Like his his best score this year outside of 80 was a 63 and he played 67 minutes for that. So, you know, yeah. that 63 is okay. But you'd want to see more to take a punt on him at his current price tag. 
yeah, you want him averaging at least that, much less being his second best score for the for the year. Dolphins Titans, the next battle of Queensland or whatever we're going to brand it <laughs> with the four Queensland teams. Felice Kafusi is back from his uh, four game suspension. Jared Wallace on the interchange for Redcliffe. Uh, some shakeups at the Titans though. Jojo Fafida on the wing. Sammy to centre. Aaron Shops being dropped. And young Tino falls off uh, the interchange, mate. Um, he was pretty popular over the last couple of weeks, I understand. Yeah, and I think we kind of, once once they signed Tom McKayley back from the Super League, there was always a real chance that he might take uh, baby Tino's spot. So I, I guess, you know, he was probably really only needed as a downgrade to free up cash to make other trades. So he's nuffed out, I guess you could say, for the time being. And yeah. yeah, he wouldn't have, it was never really going to make that much cash. On the Dolphins side, so Robert Jennings obviously playing his second game and it seems like, you know, he's either keeping Edric Lee out of the spot because Edric's on the extended bench. So might be, I mean, we're not expecting anything massive in terms of scoring, but he's under 300k and he will play his third game next week. You know, if you need to downgrade to to make other trades, he'll probably come around 13 as well. So I mean, what, he's the fourth or fifth winger? Uh, on that side for the Dolphins this year. I mean, it's it's kind of wing roulette opposite of Zarko, isn't it? I guess you could say that. And I think, you know, Tessie New will be the guy once he's fit, but he's going to be out for a bit longer, it seems. So, yeah, obviously, yeah, I wouldn't get too excited, but just, again, just a name to keep an eye on because obviously, you know, he's not a flashy name. He snuck onto the wing there and, yeah, he's just he's just a guy that you might want to downgrade to potentially. Yeah, and just with uh, Carl Pereira, if you have owned him, don't get scared away by that break even of 73. He will have that terrible score roll out of his, his 16, will fall out of his average shortly. And, uh, you know, anything he, he loses, he'll uh, he'll regain uh, over the next couple of weeks. So he's not necessarily a priority sell. Uh, Tigers, Sea Eagles um, out of Campbelltown. Bullard. Named at fullback, never heard of him. Uh, Wakeham at six, heard of him, not interested. Staines on the wing, even worse. Gapoa at centre. And then you've got a dual back, outside back interchange with Dane Laurie and Tommy Talao, mate. I mean, whose fault? It, it, it's either Benji Marshall's fault or Luke Brooks's fault or Tim Sheen's fault. Whose fault is it for this team? Surely it's all of them, right? They, they all share the collective blame. Uh, look, I don't know what the <laughs> Tigers so team will eventually look like. Uh, <laughs> it's just it's wild that they had the whole pre the whole off season to work something out with their new signings and everything, and then they've just been shuffling everyone around those guys basically. Now Talau, uh, I mean, it's good to see him back. He was previously like last year was transitioning to play in the back row, so mm. I don't know. Well, I was surprised to see him playing center at the start of the year. So I don't know whether he's going to be coming off the bench as a as a forward, or if he's going to be there as a you know outside back cover. But then what the hell? Well, the Tigers the Tigers had Cheekham there for a few years playing a not dissimilar role, right? So that could be something to our slots into. Yeah, again, if this is what the they run out in terms of one to seventeen, I'd be shocked, and yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some changes, but. Even if I'd they're be, not, like I'd be shocked and trading every sea eagle I could uh, in. So speaking of trading, like for those who don't have Ruben Garrick, right? Is this like is he the number one priority to bring in? Even though he's you know cost an arm and a leg 
and also still has a massive break even that yeah i mean does is he hitting 127 this week it's viable right it's yeah that's absolutely viable i mean oddly he's got a semi-red radra like effect uh on manly manly just play a lot better with him when he's on the wing um 127 is not out of the uh you know out of the picture at all schuster's back at six um i like garrick uh, as a Karaz owner you know with uh, you know 650k to burn after uh, it's not too expensive to go to garrick and i wouldn't mind you know it's okay to eat the 30 40 grand initially uh, Garrick's going to pick that back up after that terrible score uh, pre-concussion. And with the Seagulls as well, uh, Sean Kepi, if for whatever reason you held him from earlier in the year, has been named back on the interchange and as has Finu, not that Finu, another one. Um, his brother. His brother, yeah, uh, in the 14. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a bit of kind of interchange roulette uh, over at Manly as well. So none of those are an option. Apparently, he's, though, the, he's the brother that Manly actually wanted, which is why oh, they really? went after Manesse. So there's some yeah. there's some raps on this kid, I believe. So um, we'll have to see. The question that hasn't been answered, though, Will, is he made for origin? <laughs> I don't know if he's eligible, let alone <laughs> made. So <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Roosters, Dragons, uh, Anzac Day at Allianz. going to be a huge game. Uh, and a huge game possibly for Joey Manu, who's been named in the six. Um, obviously, we all know he topped 190 last time out with that number on his back against the Dragons. Kiri uh, named in seven with Sam Walker dropped. I think we both started with Sam Walker, mate. Um, is that a surprise? Uh, look, he did miss eight tackles last week. I am not surprised that Trent Robinson has dropped him, but also think it's a bit unfair on him. Yeah, I'm not sure how reserve grade is going to help his defense. Yeah, it is a bit bit of a weird one. I mean, I get when he was 18 that that you know cycling him out for a week just to give him a bit of a break against NRL competition is not a bad idea. But you know, this is third year and he's pretty established now, so it's a bit of a kick up the bum. Um, the big news though for me coming out is that uh, Angus Crichton back uh, on an edge, which. You know, a lot of people had him uh, in the starting sides before uh, he kind of went away um, for a little while. Momorowski in the centre, he'll probably kick in Walker's absence. And another welcome return with Satili Tupanua, but on the interchange. Not much doing at the Dragons, despite your Murdoch Masilla getting named on the edge. But I see Jack Bird's gotten a little bit of a uh, little bit of buzz this week. Yeah, I think it's more just he's one of the few players in the Dragons team who can create something, him and Sloan. And, I mean, obviously Ben Hunt, like, we know who what Ben Hunt's like. Even Lomax, like, I just don't see points coming from him very often these, ties, these yeah. days. So Bird seems to be, you know, uh, he's got a couple of attacking stats. You know, he's got, like, one pretty much every single week. So he's generating some points. It's yeah. just... Not and not much doing in the in the centre wing second row duel as well. Uh, in a in a guy that I mean he's not premium, right? He's averaging sixty one, five eighty nine with a break even of forty six. Round thirteen uh, yeah. coverage is probably the only other thing that people are keen on. And yeah. seeing that, and that's probably bumping him up in terms of the attractiveness takes for Supercoach. But <laughs> yeah, I'm not overly interested myself. Uh, not at that price tag now. Not yeah. when there's some better options to pick up this week. I reckon. 
Yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, lots of cash to burn with so many uh, center wing cash cows getting fat and caraz. So yeah, plenty of different options. So just uh, Joey Manu, 623, 800, 110 break even. Uh, people jumping straight on. Are you jumping straight on? Uh, I don't have Garrick. So Garrick's probably the priority there. I'm not phased by the 110 break even. I guess if we assume he goes to the hero ball that he played to great effect for his personal super coach scores <laughs> last year, then it's a no-brainer. Um, you know, he's 177K down on his starting price. He's only 6.1% owned currently, so he's very firmly in pod range. And like last year, the, the Roosters are struggling. Uh, the attack's not there and, and it's probably justified if Manu wants to go play hero ball and make something happen himself because it's not really clicking otherwise. Um, and 623 is probably a snip as far as I'm concerned. So if you've got Garrick and you, you're looking to you know spend Karaz money or maybe you're, you're out on Warbrick or Camperera or you know, Taruva even, who we spoke about earlier, there's a lot of cash cows that, that are ready to go uh, in the centre wing position. And if you can go one up, one down, maybe down to Dunster up to Manu, that's not a bad option at all. Yeah. I mean, asking for a friend, would you hang on to someone like a Selwyn Cobo if you can turn, say, like a Taruva and Alamotti into Dunster and Manu over what? like having to do Taruva and Cobo out for Dunster and Garrick? Well, I mean, the problem is is that that friend didn't listen to me when I told him not to bring Cobo in in the first place. Uh, so why would he take my advice now? But this uh, anonymous friend, uh, <laughs> uh, yes, I'd say that's probably a, a good deal. All right. Uh, I might not listen again. I mean, my friend may not listen again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Storm Warriors uh, finishes up Anzac round. Uh, my boy Nick Meany, named back at fullback. Gee, he's been good this year. Um, and uh, Ahsoka Solomona is back to give a bit of bite to the pack. And, I mean, Munster can't go worse this week at six that he did uh, in the one jersey. Neither of us tempted to put the uh, the captaincy armband on him, thank God, after he you know, played pretty poorly, frankly. Um, for the Warriors near Corey's back on that edge, pushing Curran to the interchange. And as we mentioned, Egan's still a week away. Um, you, you said this has got the smell of, you know, a cricket score. I mean, the... This does actually seem to be a different Warriors team this year, um, a bit more staunch defensively. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And, you know, I've been a pretty big defender of the Warriors. So I find like a lot of people are still disrespecting them, right? They're still talking about them as the Warriors of the past, but we've seen that they're not like that. So, you know, a bit tongue-in-cheek with the 70 to 10, bringing that up because that was obviously last year. It was a bit unfair. So, yeah, I'm sorry to the Warriors. They are my second team, so I, I, I'm allowed to get away with that, right? Is that how it works? Uh, something like that. They're, I mean, they're a team that has is full of players you really want to root for. I mean, everyone loves Tohu. Sean Johnson's just incredible. And, and the fact that he's playing this well, averaging 76 um, at his age with those injuries is absolutely phenomenal. Even uh, Adam Fenor blake is uh, averaging just shy of 60. As a, as a potential front row option. And, of course, most of these guys aren't origin considerations as well. So they're, they're always good plays through the origin period. So, yeah, love love the Warriors, love watching them play. Um, and, you know, 
my problem is I've got a handful of Storm players that at the moment are underperforming, so I wouldn't mind a bit of a spanking this week. Yeah, look, for me, I, I've only got Harry Grant and I'm really hoping he will turn up this week because, I mean, look, I think it was his worst score ever, like, as a starter last round. So, and other thing I wanted to point out, so Harry Grant, like, you look over his career, currently he's on a four-game drought of any sort of major attacking stat, right? No tries or try assists. Up until then, like, from 2020 till now, the longest he's ever gone before that was two games in a row. So he's, every other game he's, He's never had uh, more than two games in a row without a try or a try assist. So it's long overdue by his standards. And you kind of think it's I, – I, I can see him going large this round. That's all. Yeah. I mean, he would have to be either injured or suspended for minimum four weeks for me to consider trading him out. He was the first guy in my team. He's the best hooker in the game. He's the best super coach hooker in the game. He's 31 last week, notwithstanding. Um, I just don't see why he'd be looking uh, to move him on. 119 break-evens, nothing he can uh, – he's shown already even this year that, that he can top that. So that's about it for our teams, guys. Um, let's get on with the group comp. So just an update on the Champions Group Competition, sponsored by our friends Tyler Made, who stand for excellence in wall and floor tiles. So we still have Sam, the coach of the elite, who's leading. They did drop from second down to eighth, which is – you know, not ideal, but obviously eighth is still really, really good. So well done, Sam. Uh, we hope you keep that one up. So yeah, if you stick around till the end of the season, you'll get $500 as our overall cash prize there. And obviously if you are a champion, uh, you'll have to contend with X, who's for some reason in our champions group, but not part of our overall public champions group. So, oh, well, that's, that's his loss. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so also if you come second to fourth in our group competition, you will get a platinum subscription from our friends at Rugby League Fantasy Pro. That platinum subscription is for the 2024 season. It covers all four of their fantasy apps, including Supercoach Pro, Fantasy Pro, Draft Stars Pro, and Punter Pro, which is valued at $90 is each. That, is that all of them, Will? That is all of them. All right. Fifth to tenth in the group competition, we'll get a thirty dollar discount to use for the twenty twenty four, and that'll cover the cost of Supercoach Pro for the season. Or you can apply that to any of the other subscription packages if you want. So jump over to rugbyleaguefantasypro.com to check out and see what what else is offered. We thank Adrian again and the team at Rugby League Fantasy Pro for their generosity and sponsoring these additional prizes. There. All right. So you made it to the end of the podcast. I have, mate. I'll be swiftly going to bed. <laughs> I'm so tired and delirious. It'd be interesting to have a listen back to uh, see if I actually made any sense. But one thing I do notice, just looking at the run sheet, mate, no chumps bets yet this year. Uh, is it is it that we're agreeing with each other too much or, or what? I don't know if it's anything that – I just think maybe we haven't felt strongly enough about anything yet to, to clash heads on it. And But, no, we are overdue for a chumps bet. So we'll, uh, yeah, no doubt we'll have to figure something out that we need to look at. I should have got my money in when you brought Selwyn Cobbo in, mate, or your friend <laughs> that, did. That might have been that might have been the one, but all right, we'll, I'm sure we'll find something that we can uh, have a clash on the chumps bet for. Indeed, mate. Well, great to be back, and yeah, really looking forward to the games. Anzac rounds always uh, a little bit special, Tigers jersey drama notwithstanding. Yeah, looking forward to it, and looking forward to you know watching my first lot of games in almost a month so yeah no worries all right thanks for uh jumping on and yeah we'll be back tomorrow i'll have uh matt 
the 2022 champ joining me as we chat a lot more strategy and other things there. So yeah, make sure you're subscribed. Obviously, if you want to make sure you get those episodes as soon as they drop. And yeah, if you, if you can review and, and share, uh, obviously that's always helpful to get some additional eyes or ears more specifically on the podcast. So yeah, thanks for listening. We'll catch you again soon. Cheers. Yeah.